Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome back to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. If you have a chance, head down into the show notes and you'll see a link to our YouTube channel. I know today's episode is going to be more of an introductional uh, talk about homeschooling and a little bit more of uh, ferreting out kind of that idea of, you know, should you homeschool, should you not homeschool, things of that nature. We have some great YouTube series out there. And if you're looking for a curriculum, we have our around the world journey. If you guys are doing kindergarten, if you're thinking about doing first grade, we, we have done our prehistory as well as we are about to start recording videos for our ancient civilizations. And mm-hmm. we're going to be doing that, I think, tomorrow night because we've gotten our first week or two done. And we're going to start going ahead and continuing to vlog our way through that. So that'll be some nice, fun content. We'll talk about books and things we did along the way. And I think it gives a nice insight into you know, what does a week-to-week look like in homeschooling um, with with respect to our kind of social studies curriculum, our literature-based curriculum? Um, Doesn't cover, you know, the fact that we're doing math and reading as well, um, but it does talk about like, you know, what does a daily, you know, what does a weekly, you know, curriculum look like and how do we approach it? Yeah. And also if you are just a a new homeschooler and you're looking for lots of encouragement, we have a zero to homeschool series that's on YouTube. They're short videos just where uh, I'm talking to you and just offering you kind of words of encouragement about the steps to getting started. So if you're taking that plunge, it's a good place to start and get some feel goods and some some constructive steps along your path to start homeschooling. So if I can uh, channel my my best Lawrence Olivier <clears throat> to be or not to be that is the question <laughs> Ariel homeschooling <laughs> to homeschool or not, not to, to homeschool. homeschool so this is the time of year when uh, it's it's really funny in homeschooling groups and stuff because it's like very yeah. cyclic stuff comes around and, and the same time of year i start seeing very similar yeah. posts and this is the well, time if you're listening to this kind of off cycle or or back um it's kind of june late june yeah it's, it's late june this is this is the time when we're in prime time for oh i'm so glad school is over I'm really considering homeschooling. Like everyone is just like school fatigued and maybe their kids were struggling in school. It wasn't working for their family. They are so happy. Like they have just run a gauntlet and they have (laughs) made it through American gladiator style (laughs) and they are through the end. And they're like, do I really want to do this again in the fall? But but which American gladiator are you? Am, Am I laser? I don't remember them all, but I remember I watched jazz. a lot of There's that. There's a jazz and a Gemini. Yeah, and... I remember watching on like USA when we were kids. <laughs> Anyways, we digress. Um, was it like TNT? Anyway, we digress. Uh, so this is the time, right, where everybody wonders, you know, should I, should I, I'm, I'm thinking about not enrolling my kids for the fall. Yeah. And I have the summer and I want to play with it, but I'm not really sure, you know, should I homeschool or should I not? And one of the things we wanted to talk about today is some of the key aspects of homeschooling and kind of those pros and cons because homeschooling is not right for everyone as much as obviously we are homeschooling podcast and we believe in homeschooling and we love homeschooling. It's not the right choice for everyone. And, you know, there's no point in like sugarcoating it, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's, there's good things and bad things about it. And so we want to really talk with you about that. So if you're one of those families that's on the fence or you're just a new homeschooler and you're kind of wondering what you're going to be, you know, getting into longer term, this is, this is a good discussion. And if you're a seasoned homeschooler and you're listening to this for, Mm -hmm. you know, fun and giggles, um, let us know if we missed something that, you know, you're, that you really think of when a a new person would ask you, you know, should I homeschool? You know, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Especially helping out people on the Facebook group. Um, and also putting, uh, any type of comments down into the YouTube channel as well. Yeah. Um, It's all really helpful. Yeah. Definitely help out the other people who might be listening to this and they're about to, you know, embark on it because, you know, they're thinking about homeschooling and now they have, you know, two, two and a half, three, three months now to prepare, quote unquote, for the start of the new school year. 
Um, and I know a lot of people use the school year as kind of their basis and to frame their their homeschooling. Right. We use all we we go all year round, so really we don't have much of an end. But we do join a, a parent partnership, and if you end up joining like a co-op or a parent partnership that's in your area, you will kind of key in on the school year as your main guiding principle of you know w- when things start, when things stop, and um, you know for a lot of people the next couple months might be you know, the start of that. So let's talk a little bit about homeschooling, like kind of pros and cons, you know, you know, you know, let's talk about some of the good things. You know, the fact that you have ownership over your schedule. This is a big thing for us that I think has, you know, really was one of the driving factors about. Yeah, one of many chose, driving factors. One, one of many. And, and, and the funny thing is most people, when they choose to homeschool, they have these multi, it's not a single, you know, a single reason. A lot of times it's many reasons. They have right. the whole basket of reasons. But and, in that top like three, you're going to hear the word yeah. flexibility. flexibility. And that flexibility has lots of different pieces and we'll talk about each of them. But mm-hmm. the first is definitely schedule, right? Because you can set limits on your time so you can best meet your family's needs. You have the flexibility to travel. If you weren't here with us earlier this spring, we did a month in Ireland with mm-hmm. our children. Yep. And that was something we could have never done if we weren't ho- if we weren't homeschooling. Uh, you have time to visit family. You have time to go on adventures and things and have spontaneous play dates or days that you go to the lake or whatever. So you have that flexibility and that's all terrific. On the con side of it, (laughs) that can be kind of overwhelming, right? Because your schedule is totally your own and you have to fill it. And I know a lot of times you feel a bit like the cruise director. I do. Like you have to plan all these things for our kids and you have to make up this whole schedule. Sometimes it can be freeing to have all that time and it can also be a bit oppressive, And and, and you feel that weight because it's up to you to fill this whole schedule and it's up to you to keep them busy, right? You can't just take them to school, drop them off and pick them up at the end of the day. And they've had this really fulfilling, their cup has been very full, right? We talk about, we talk about that a lot on this show about how we have to fill our children's cups, right? They have these cups every day and you need to fill it with experience and activity and things are physical and time outside and you really need to fill their cups because when you don't, we end up getting misbehavior. We end up getting kids who won't concentrate on homeschool or yeah. who are fighting amongst themselves. Their needs aren't being, the cup is their needs. And mm-hmm. if when their needs aren't met, that hurts your relationship with them. All kinds of things go poorly for the day. So when your schedule is your own, it's up to you to fill that cup. But <laughs> also you have the responsibility to do the work. You know, a lot of times when we are in a system or we are a piece of a a system, for example, like we have a job at a company, you know, we care about what we do. We want the company to succeed. We want to get our work done and, you know, at high quality and all that stuff. But we're also not, you know, we're not driving the company to success. We're just a piece in the pie. When you have full control over your children's education, it is on you mm-hmm. to make it happen, right? Nobody's going to be there to force you to do X or Y. Right. You have to own your schedule. You have to own the curriculum choices. You can obviously have, you know, outsource some of that when your kid mm-hmm. gets a little bit older. Um, we have younger learners, so we have to be a little bit more hand, hands-on than maybe um, parents who might be high school uh, students who right. may have more independent learners. But you have to actually do it. You got to show up every day. You got to have your plan. You got to know what you're going to do, whether mm-hmm. you're an unschooler or you're, um, you know, a classical education person where it's very rigorous and, and you have very laid out curriculum. Whatever you end up choosing, you have to put yourself into it and you have to like commit to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and that can be kind of scary. It's almost like, you know, quitting your job and being your own boss. Right. Like, you're now an entrepreneur and all the things that come an, with it being an entrepreneur. You're an, edu- you're an educational entrepreneur yeah. in, in a lot of respects. Right. And so you're talking about curriculum. That's the next thing. Yeah. So you are free to learn whatever it is you want to learn. Now, this is great. You can follow your kids' interests. You can follow the things that uh, you're mm-hmm. interested in teaching or the things that you'll, you want to expose them to. There's, there's certain subjects in school that I loved and I can't wait to expose my kids to, right? Yeah. And everyone has those things that they want to teach their kids or they want to learn about themselves. So they want to do. So you have all that freedom, of course, within your state's own guidelines. And yeah. a lot of states are fairly loose about those guidelines. Like, you know, our state, we have to teach all these subjects, but they don't say exactly what you have to teach each year. We can yeah. still, hey, we got to teach social studies, but we can teach whatever we want within yeah. that, right? So, exactly. you know, depending on the year, I know there's one year we have to teach Washington state history, but otherwise, depending on your state's framework, 
you basically get to teach what you want to teach. And even if you have to teach some things for them, you can still teach other stuff that you want to do, right? The, mm -hmm. the sky's really the limit for you. But on the negative side, there's a lot of choice out there. There's a ton of curriculum. You have to choose. Nobody just gives yes. you different, the state box and says, here, this is what you're going to teach. You get to choose it. Different learning styles. Are you, you know, right. literature-based curriculum? Are you a STEM-based curriculum? Are you... You know, are you uh, going to do Waldorf? Waldorf? Are your kids into workbooks? Exactly. Do they need it all to be kinetic? Exactly. Uh, are they visual learners or audio or right? It's all on you. Mm -hmm. You're the one that has to make and drive all these choices. It's it's so much easier to send your kids to school. The school has already curated the curriculum. Well, they have and, chosen and what they, you're going to do. And they have a one size fits all solution that they're going to do. I mean, they have some you know adapt. They can adapt here and there and, and do little tweaks. But the freedom that you have opens up so much complexity of choice exactly you know and it can be very it can feel crippling and we've we've talked all we've had a number of podcasts on this topic this fear of missing out making the wrong decisions mm -hmm. how to choose a curriculum how to choose a curriculum we're gonna link a lot of shows in the, in the yeah. show notes yeah. today for you if you're a new homeschooler because all these topics we're talking about are things that we've done not one show, but probably series of shows on. So mm -hmm. we'll link all these things. But this is a really big problem. And people often have this kind of like analysis paralysis where they just, yeah. there's so much choice and they can't decide what's best. And they're not sure because they don't want to make a mistake, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't want to make a mistake for your kids. Well, and we're so fearful of making the wrong mistake that it's going to impact our children and, you know, you know, cause them the long-term, you know, damage mm -hmm. of their lives, but which isn't true, but we do have those, you know, unnatural fears. We don't, yeah, we definitely fear it. And I think this is, gets into our next one, which is you also have the responsibility for ensuring that your child is well-rounded and has ample social opportunities. Yeah. That includes managing your child's friend circle. Yep. So when you take your kid to school and you drop them off, they're going to be with those 30 other kids in, in each class or whatever. You don't get to control what friends they make. You don't get to control any other social situations. But it's also a built-in friend network, potentially. Right. It's a built-in network. Most kids are friends with the other kids that they meet at school, right? Exactly. So, you know, on the pro side, you can definitely control the influences in your child's life. Mm -hmm. For us, we love this fact. We know that we're putting our kid with other good kids, and we have the ability to quickly address potential problems like bullying or, mm -hmm. or maybe our kid not treating other kids well, right? We have the ability to quickly intervene in that situation. Well, we're also very present in those relationships that we're not just allowing them to go off and kind of run wild. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we don't know what's going on. That's something that we, we enjoy to know that, you know, she's in a safe environment, you know, with all the, the reasons right. that you laid out. I do like to know that. And as she grows up, you know, older and older, she will have more independence and more freedom, mm -hmm. you know, to make friends and, and do other things. But Controlling that friend network is a is a nice thing at right. up front. But we can it, encourage those kids that, you know, we we yeah. know are other good kids and that, you know, treat her nicely and stuff. You yeah. know, how, how often interests. Right. So. How often do you have a kid that goes to school and they make some friend at school who the parent finally ends up meeting this kid and the kid is not not nice to their child. Yeah, right. Right. And it's like, oh man, now they don't want them to be friends, but they they see each other at school and there's there's this whole thing. Yeah. Right. And some things can still happen, obviously, if you go to a co-op or yeah, other meetups. Yeah. Things happen. But you as a parent are very present mm -hmm. and you have a lot of control in that situation. And that's a great pro. Yeah. But on the con side, <laughs> you have to actively seek these opportunities and they're not always easy to find for them yeah. to make friends. You know, homeschoolers get lots of social opportunities going to the store and going to the library and mm -hmm. restaurants and and sports and then clubs and there's all kinds of things there's there's tons of social opportunities our, our children are not in any way lacking for socialization no, absolutely not but it is all on you yeah it is all on you e to ensure you've got to find it and you've got to find a meetup or you and and that meetup what if the meetup like works yeah. out really well for you it's great in your schedule it's on the day you want it's in the place you want but those kids your kid doesn't get along with as well. They don't, yeah. you don't, they don't find friends. How you've got to go out and seek another group. Or are you going to drive? I hear or, this from families all the time, finding so, a co-op, finding the right people, finding well, their tribe. And also talking to those parents that can be very intimidating, especially if you're not an outgoing type of person, right? You got to go over there. You got to talk up the person and you got to get the digits. Right. You got to get the number. Mom, and this was really hard for you being well, the stay at home dad. Yeah, it's, it's hard to go up to, you know, a, a 30 something mom who's at the same age and say, Hey, 
can I get your phone number? Yeah, my, my daughter really likes my to play daughter, with your daughter. But it's just awkward, right? Well, it is. Yeah. And especially when there's a knit of moms and then you're like the the big, you know, six foot six dad going, um, can oh. I, uh, my kid really explain with your kid? You know, it's been really hard. And I, I know a couple of homeschooling mothers that are extremely introverted yeah. and it is very difficult for them because they they have to like, it's very hard for them to get out of their comfort zone and they end up taking their kids. Like one of the moms is a girl scout mom that we know. And, and she's just very quiet. And I know that's difficult for her that she has to go outside of her comfort zone to do that. So you have to actively seek these opportunities. They aren't well advertised. Let me just tell you right now, like finding a homeschool co-op, if you're lucky enough to have a homeschool charter or a parent partnership or some, or other type of alternative learning environment, like we have, that's awesome. But most of them throughout the country are going to be some form of informal, Meet meetups up yeah. or you know a, a, a loose co-op Sports or something is another good it's one, not going to yeah. be this well advertised well organized thing typically right yeah. you, you'll find a, a few co-ops in your area but it can be tough depending on where you're at you've got to really work hard you, to get can, that friend network going. and you got to keep a good eye and and it's kind of funny because not that i send my daughter out to go and fish for friends but i do keep it in mind I'm like hey did you like playing with that girl yeah i did i did okay, well, well, hopefully we'll see her again. If we see her again, you know, then my daughter's like, hey, I'd I'd like to go and hang out. And she'll mention that to the mom. And that that helps bring the mom over and say, hey, I'm not a scary guy. And it's like kid date. It's like, it's like, it's like you're dating to find other parents. And I think it's very strange. It's a strange dynamic. It's actually kind of funny. I I would, I would, it really is. If there was some, you know, stay at home dad TV show on, uh, on like NBC or something, you could have a lot of fun with this this dynamic you know you really could there's a lot of and there's some of this still too when your kids are in school because they meet other friends at their classes and then you've got to meet the parents you still do a little bit of this but it's different in these circles because you are out in the middle of the day although it is kind of fun when you're out in the middle of the day and you're at the park (laughs) and you see another like nine-year-old you know immediately like ah you're homeschool we're homeschool right and so you do kind of there's camaraderie there but but you're your child's social interactions are all on you. So this is definitely a con, right? You've got to be you've got to be responsible for that. You know, so the next thing is you've taken on the entire friend network. You also take on the entire um, education. You know, we talked a little bit about curriculum, but you know, with this entire education is on you. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to own basically what you do, whether you outsource it through classes, online mm-hmm. classes, maybe towards the later half, you know, of the education spectrum, but on the younger learners, it might be more on you to have to do all the education. Yeah. And it's not something you can easily outsource. Right. I'm not going to put my first grader in front of Zoom classes for four hours a day. Right. Whatever the- you decide to do, you are 100% responsible for your child's education. Yeah. And that is huge. We we always, we kind of, we, we joke a little bit, but, you know, in all seriousness, we say to each other, if our kids grow up and they are not prepared to be adults, that's on us that's our fault if they are not prepared for college that's on us right because we have complete control of our education i cannot blame the school system i can't say well you know that they did you know the the school didn't teach them this or that this is on me right we have total freedom and control But because i do all the education you you at least have some blame to throw it's like it's not me it was my it was him it was (laughs) him yeah it's all his fault so on the on, and that sounds very negative, but on yeah. the positive side, this means you get to give your child a completely custom education, yeah. paste it there for them tailored, at their level, tailored to their interests. Yeah, is a big one. Tailored to their interests, you know, compatible with their learning style. You get to. It, it, this is the difference between you know mass market clothes and having something tailored, well, right? It, I mean, it, it's it also for allow, them. It also allows your child to do deep. Um, play deep learning deep focus deep focus on certain topics like if you could imagine like oh hey i'm really into math and i want to do more math and i'm i'm loving what i'm doing in math you know in a regular school when the bell rings it's over right and you'll have to wait till tomorrow to get more of that mm-hmm. you know in a homeschool environment it's like well hey I, i'd like to do another couple two or three lessons because i'm really enjoying this or i really wanted to take this aspect of what i'm learning here and i want to go off and do this crazy project and you're like okay Go ahead and do it yeah. and let them go as, as long as they want. And you as, can give them the tools and teach them what they need to be able to exactly. do that thing that they're That's interested in. That's something that they would never have the opportunity to do 
you know, in a more traditional styled Absolutely. Education. You can also customize their education to align with what they might want to do as a career. Mm-hmm. So if your kid's really interested in being a doctor, you can lean into anatomy and things early and maybe find out that they don't want to be a doctor or that they love it. And you're going to go even deeper, right? So mm-hmm. you can help better prepare them, I think, for their adult life. But on the con side, the weight of your kid's entire education is on your shoulders. Yeah. And it's something that... I, I tell you, it doesn't stress us out, but it is something that we do talk about often. We are very aware of. But it's also, it's something that has diminished over time. I feel that is a more of a concern when you're first starting out. And this may be, Agreed. I mean, you may be sitting here listening to this episode and thinking, well, I'm just starting out. Totally understand. I was terrified the first year. I was terrified the second year. But now that mm-hmm. I'm in like my third, fourth year now, and I'm working on, you know, I think my fifth year now, yeah. it's, I, I worry about that less because it, it's sort of like it's one of those things where something looks so crazy and and scary from mm-hmm. the outside but once you start working at it you're like it kind of demystifies itself like right. when we built our first house i always thought you know it was like voodoo to build a house not really it's really straightforward there's and a lot of steps there's a lot of steps but and it, you get better at it as you go <laughs> and it's okay to make mistakes along the way because you can adapt and, and fix things and, and whatnot yeah. and it's the same thing with education and homeschooling it doesn't have to be perfect all the way through from k through 12 no Every single step is going to be its own step and it could be a tumble. It could be a, a great step. It could be the perfect step, but there's going to be more steps and, right. it's, and you're just going to have to keep going and keep pushing. And there's going to be really great periods of time where your, your child is making great advances and then you're going to stumble a little bit and you're going to get frustrated or you're going to get a little burnt out. If there are ups and downs, no matter what happens, I think a lot of these fears especially around the ownership of the education for me has really diminished over the last few years. But I I just want to acknowledge that it it could be a fear right up front Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely real. And I I understand it's real, but I think once you get more experience in the homeschooling, it kind of goes away. Yeah. Well, and I think a lot of these things, a lot of these cons we're talking about, you know, we're talking about, you know, curriculum options and all these things. A lot of these are things that are going to hit you right when you start. And, and you're right. Some of these things will diminish and, you know, finding friend groups and stuff, that's something once you find them, then, you know, that's something, but, but these are all things you are responsible for. And going in, you just have to know and acknowledge that you got to kind of take the good with the bad and, and see this as an entire thing because it's not all perfect, you know, and, and we still love it and we would still choose it every day and twice on Sunday. But you know, we, we want to acknowledge there's two sides to it. Absolutely. So that's, those were a lot of the pros and cons of the various aspects of, of owner, things you're responsible of for ownership. Yeah, yeah. The idea of ownership, the things that you're going to own during homeschooling. Another aspect that you're, we, we run into is the, you know, essentially is the time with your children. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that at the beginning there, where we talk about, you know, being with a friend network and, and being with your children, but just the aspect of, you know, having a parent present all the time for mm-hmm. the most part, especially in these earlier years, I think is, it's awesome. I love it. I love being with my kids. I love the fact that we have such a close relationship with the kids because, you know, we've run through the thought experience of me going back to work mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if I'm going back to work and you're working, we need preschool care Pre- yeah, pre- and then after school care yeah, yeah. and, you know, before and after school care. And I would see my mm-hmm. kids a lot less. And that is definitely like something that would be taken away from me. And I have to factor in that loss, loss of time and loss right. of experience you know, just like, for example, today, you know, it's the summer, but like we were home all day and I know the kids are still in school mm-hmm. at our local school district. And then we were done, done. We are our parent partnerships done. Preschool is done. Today was a full day today with us. And yeah. it was really relaxing. And yeah. It was, it was nice. And the girls got to play. We had a long weekend with my, with my folks and we came home. We got to decompress a lot and play with toys. And, and we got to do some homeschooling. We played some games. We watched a movie it was just a really relaxing time and I really enjoyed it. And I love being it with, with them. And then when you come home from your work, it's not like we have to like, you know, someone's picking the kid up from after right. school care. And then we got to do homework and we got to do homework. fight about that and, and then or, bath and or, dinner. Exactly. And, and, and I work remotely a couple of days a week. Exactly. So, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be here remotely all day You're and between meetings, we eat lunch together, we'll eat, lunch together, we eat breakfast together. And so there's, there's such a familial bonding and, and the time with our kids is so precious, right? Cause they grow up so fast. They and really so do. that's one of the things I love the most is, is, is our relationship and how well you get to know your kids. But you there, know? there is a con. Aaron. The con is you're with your kids. You are all always the time. with your children. <laughs> yes. They are never 
They're never gone. They're never gone. And it can drive you up the wall <laughs> because as much as you love your kids, they're still children. And it's hard to separate. And children can get on your nerves. <laughs> well, and, and as a homeschooler, and it's something that we all have to challenge, we all are challenged with is the idea of separating parent from educator. Yeah, it is really and, tough. And a lot of times you're both. And a lot of times when you are doing a lot of homeschooling, especially if you have multiple children, like I'm starting to do multiple kids now with homeschooling, I really do feel like, yeah, I do feel like I'm homeschooling all the time. And it's like, when do I, when can I be the dad and, and tell silly dad jokes and, and whatnot? And I've had to learn when to do that, when not to do that, how to, mm-hmm. how to do that kind of code switching idea of switching between one and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, th- you can get burnt out, especially with your sure. home, with the kids. And if like you have a spouse that, you know, I'm not as blessed as you be, being able to be home as much as you are. But if you have a spouse that works longer hours, um, mm-hmm. that can really, really, really drag on you. And those long, long hours become a hard, it becomes a hardship that you have right. to deal with. And it's a lot on yeah. you, right? You know, usually parents will only have to take care of their kids when they're, you know, before school age. And then once they get to that age, they go off to school and maybe still have a baby or toddler at home yeah. and you're taking care of them. But this is like, they never age out of it. They are always no. here. And so it can really there. That's why we have to, you have to take nights off, okay. even though I'm the one working, you're, yeah. you, you get nights off one, like once a week because you're just with the kids all the time and yeah. it's draining. So it's it's hard it's definitely hard to keep that patience up you gotta focus on it It has to be something there's an idea that a lot of people have when they are say working out or they're trying to do a hobby or whatnot is to schedule that time period where you're allowed to do those things and i think with you know people who are homeschooling and they're with their children all the time and they're doing the driving around and they're having to you know take care of the house and, and cook dinners and all that stuff that it's super important that you schedule the time, you schedule your free time mm-hmm. so that you do have a life outside of education, outside of the kids. You're able to go and you know hang out with friends and, and go do things that you want to do and which allows you to have that balance. So you can come back to the homeschool and be refreshed mm-hmm. and not be you know, frustrated or, or, you know, because if you're frustrated and you're having a bad time, that translates right across. And so do be aware of that. Those are some gotchas there, especially with the time. I think that might be one of my biggest struggles is the, is the disconnecting. And, and I always had that with my, with my corporate career as well, right? Disconnecting, Mm -hmm. you know, home time versus work time, because I was, it was all the time, right? Right. I was always answering emails, always doing late night meetings, early morning meetings. I, I never could d- disconnect from it. And it does feel now sort of like I'm back into a little bit of that issue, but with homeschooling, like I'm, I'm, I'm doing it all the time. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing it on the weekends. I'm trying to catch up over here and it, it does feel like, okay, we got to remember, we got to dial it down a little bit. It's okay to have some downtime. It's okay to not like you were, we were, we were arguing about the, not arguing. We were discussing this, this past week about, Oh, we got all these trips coming up. I gotta get some more homeschool in before we you go. And you're like, just relax. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Right. There's, it's not a big deal. No We're one's not, auditing us. Nobody's okay. auditing us. You're okay. Just relax. I'm like, I know, but I got deadlines to meet. Yeah, yeah you're like, but I, I mean, what if they they go to the grandparents for a week? What are we gonna do? I'm like, we're gonna enjoy it. Is what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna lose that time. I don't care. <laughs> right. So definitely, you have to balance that. Um, but balancing even more is the balancing of financials. Right. Um, yep. Big piece of it. You know, homeschooling can be done very affordably, and we are big proponents right. of affordable homeschooling. And it's uh, much cheaper than private school. It is much cheaper than private school, but... Assuming you have a parent who's already at home. <laughs> yes, assuming you have a parent at home, but also if you can afford to not work and be home. We know a lot of parents, we, we've interviewed a bunch of them on our homeschooling journeys, and a lot of um, stay-at-home parents who are doing the homeschooling are also doing some side work and some side jobs. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be a full-time stay-at-home parent. I think that's true. That's a key thing. The finances, when they always say like how much, uh, the infographic always kind of gets me when they say like how much it costs to educate a student in the public school versus how much it costs to homeschool them. It's like a fraction. It's like, well, right, but the, the, the teacher gets a salary and the parent does not get a salary. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I, I'm not getting paid here. Right. We want to just acknowledge that, but you can do it very affordably. Um, it, it is a lot, yeah, the, uh, the, you know, daddy, for, the daddy bucks, these kids are trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to pass off. They, they don't, there's no exchange. Right. Yeah. That currency is invalid. <laughs> um, so, you know, you can do it cheaply and it is a lot cheaper than other private school options. If you have a parent who's either at home or, you know, 
works part-time and ability to, to, to homeschool. But on the con side, unless you're in one of those rare states that gives you backpack funding or you've got a charter school that you're working with that gives you money, um, it's all on you. When it's like your kids need books, it's you. When they need science kits, it's you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can find some used books and things, but homeschooling isn't incredibly cheap. You can definitely... Um, you can do it cheaply and you can do it more expensively. And we have several episodes that you'll link in the show notes about how we, you know, homeschool on the cheap um, and things you can do to save money. Uh, But it is something you will have to fund. And you may need to spend those dollars on the science kits and things, right? There's a lot of great free curriculums out there, but sometimes, you know, you need to buy math manipulatives or whatever, or you, or you think it'd be really beneficial for your child to be able to learn to play an instrument. That's that's all on you. Yeah. You have to buy all that. So it's something to definitely consider. Um, another thing to consider is the time investment that, that you have. You know, um, homeschooling happens, you know, um, in a lot less time. Uh, that's one of the things that I think are really difficult when people are thinking about homeschooling is that they see this requirement from their state to have you know, X number of hours a week, this many hours over the course of the, you know, the entire school year. And you start to scratch your head going, well, you know, we just homeschooled today in about an hour and a half. Right. And it's like, we had the rest of the day all to ourselves right. to do whatever. At public school, you're talking about like six to seven hours yeah. of schooling and we do it in a fraction of the time, which is awesome because that's time that our kids can use to go ahead and play and go on nature walks and have play dates with friends and watch movies and do things that interest them, do audiobooks and, and, and stuff. And to do other pieces of curriculum that we know they're not doing at the age range that we're at right now. We're kindergarten, first, second grade. Right. Um, we know they're not doing history. They're no, they're not doing these kind of social studies, and they're yeah. barely doing science. Yeah, they're, they're really barely fo- touching some things. They're really focused on math and reading. And the fact that we're doing ancient, you know, civilizations right now, that would not be touched. If it, if 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 they did have something like that, we're talking maybe an hour or two a week at the most. Yeah, max. And we're doing potentially an hour and a half of that a day, you know, with all of our extra right. reading and activities. We're giving a really our, comprehensive education. nature walks on top of our math and reading. You know, I feel we're doing a lot more in a lot less time. That's true. And if you do see that you're in one of those states that has an hours requirement, it's really easy to meet those hours requirement because almost yeah. everything your child does can be in some way linked to being educational. Exactly. So, you know, really your actual core schooling time is very low. Um, and, but you know, oh, the nature walks, that was nature studies. That was science. Oh, they, yeah. they were, you know, watching this movie. Great. That was part of social studies or whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. you can definitely have no problem reaching your hour. So don't think if you're in a state that says you're supposed to be doing six hours a day, that they, that you have to actually do six hours of like hard nosed yeah. learning a day. That's, there's way more ways to deal with that. So don't, don't fall into that trap. Definitely. But on the, on the opposite side of the time investment, you have to put you as a teacher, you have to put a ton of time into this, right? (laughs) It is not the easy path. You're going to spend a bunch of time researching curriculum, listening to podcasts like this helpful podcast, hit like Uh, and subscribe, (laughs) preparing for your lessons and then teaching them and then running your children around to all of these various social events, their clubs and the meetups and the sports and and the, you know, you're going to get roped in, especially in a lot of these cooperative based things or sports based things. It's invariably you're going to be you're going to be roped in to do more work. You're going to have to be snacks that week. You're going to have to yeah, you know, volunteer step, at the co-op. Step in and do a class here or there or coach mm-hmm. a sports team or whatever it might be or or go and be a brownie, um, you know. Yeah, troop, troop leader. Troop leader. Guess who's being a troop leader next year? <laughs> yeah, right. There's tons of things. And so while the actual schooling time is a lot lower for your kids, yeah. the investment of your time I mean, it, it can be low depending on the curriculum you get. Some of the more expensive curriculums are more set up for you mm-hmm. and you just you know follow them along. The other ones that are less expensive or you're trying to really save money, you're going to be spending hours researching, trying to find cheap books or getting them from the library or you know figuring out how to get things printed cheaply or whatever. You're researching. You're trying or, to find out the best organizing thing Organizing your, your boxes that I'm looking at right here. Yeah, right? organizing for the week and preparing yeah. your science experiments. I mean, there is a lot of work that goes into it for for the parent 
This is way, way harder. It is so much easier to drop them off at a school, have the school be prepared, do everything. They come home. You have to fight with them over homework, but <laughs> that's about what that's your involvement level. This is you're 100% involved all the time. Yeah. And that means all the preparation is on you. And that can be really time consuming. Yeah. And we, we've talked about, you know, I'll put episodes down below about morning routines and things of that nature and a lot of planning episodes that we've talked about on how, you know, we tackle these things. And, you know, it's, you're always thinking multiple years ahead on mm -hmm. like books and curriculums and whatnot. And I'm executing the day-to-day, year-on-year-out stuff. Um, and then when I finish something, I go, okay, or I'm getting close to the end of something. I go, okay, I'm uh, I'm getting to the end of Right Start here. Do we need to get the next one? No problem. I'll get on it right now. I'll buy you the next you know, curriculum. Right. I'm keeping going. You keeping keep, keeping, keeping us fed. fed. Yeah. She's like, I, I'm shoveling the coal and you're making sure I got a cart of coal behind me and the train, you know, are wonderful seven and a half year old and now our four year old i'm just shoveling coal into those trains and as fast as i possibly right. can yeah so it's something to really remember if you're going to try to work and homeschool at the same time yeah. is that it's not just the hours that you're actually putting into the education there's, there's a, a lot, lot of background and preparation time I, I don't think it's as i think at, at first it might be a lot like when you're first starting out because it's so new i think yeah. now we're in a, a nice rhythm you kind of know what's going on but i think your planning that you've had to do this this year with the um with the ancient civilizations, you've, you even said, you go, Oh my gosh, I got to do all this planning. And I got to get all the books together and I got to get all the stuff printed and everything. You know, that, that, that takes time and it does. And it's not and trivial. You don't, and again, you don't have to do that. I mean, like we could have just done the curriculum as written, yeah. but that's part of the whole customization part of homeschooling that yeah. you always have this lever. It's like, well, yeah, I'm not being told what curriculum to do, but I'm buying a curriculum, but that's still just somebody else's vision of what that should be. Yeah. And I still need to customize it for my kid or I want to anyway. So exactly. you, you may need to like find the right balance between your input and the things that you can purchase and use as is. Absolutely. Next thing is mental health. You know, talk a little bit about the mental health. We had a whole episode on that uh, we well, yeah we had a whole, whole we had whole a whole month. month about caring for yourself but yeah we did have one on mental health i think the great thing about homeschool is that you can manage your kids workload lots of kids are yeah. these days are uh, suffering from panic attacks anxiety um, from lots of anxiety and stress uh, they're being bullied and feeling depressed and there's a lot of things going on right now yep. uh, and so this is a great opportunity because we're so close with our kids we can really manage their mental health and we can help them learn how to cope with difficult things and overcome challenges. We can see problems, you know, before they fester. That's all great. I think that's a great way to put it. It's not that we're hiding them from, you know, the struggles of the world. We're helping them get the tools so that right. they can handle that in a meaningful and successful manner so that when they go out into the world and they, you know, have difficulty at college or at their job or whatnot, mm -hmm. that they have those tools in their tools, their tool belt in order to handle those challenges. That, that's a, that's an analogy you've used a lot in right. the past. We were just talking about this the other day. You know, we were having some discussions about extended extended family and and being a person who's had a lifelong anxiety problems, um, that's one of the tools I need to give my children as they grow up is to see a problem and give them good ways to deal with it. And mm -hmm. so because I'm kind of, we're seeing all the problems, right? There's nothing hidden from us. They're not gone no. at school for six hours a day and I don't know what happened there. I'm seeing exactly what's happening and the, the moment there's a problem, we can step in and help our child to, to understand the tools so that they can work through it themselves exactly. and teach those good coping mechanisms. But on the con side, yes. you as a parent can be overstressed and anxious yes. <laughs> because this is a lot of responsibility. And there there are times when I do get overstressed trying to plan and I'm so conscious of making sure this isn't a stressful experience for our kids and we're not overdoing the workload for them and I'm not overdoing the workload for you mm -hmm. that I stress myself out. So, um, you know, it's a kind of a two-way street. We can care for our kids' mental health, but there's we have to be really cognizant of our own or we sacrifice our own mental health in the process. Absolutely. Um, the last one is the perception of homeschooling. You know, like, what type of myths are you trying to dispel? You know, what type of weird antisocial? Right. You know, that's you a know, pro. You can be the one. You, yeah. you can be the one that shows your family and friends and the world at large. Yep. You know, join the legions of us who are showing we don't have weird antisocial kids. Yeah. Right. Or the that, stereotypes of typical homeschool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the homeschooling myth, right? That your kids are going to be strange and won't know how to talk to people and won't be successful and they'll be antisocial. So. 
is great, right? That you can help be part of the changing of that perception that not all homeschoolers are antisocial and all these other things, right? So this is a great thing. But on the con side, you have to be prepared to deal with people who totally believe those myths. And that can range from people in your family, your 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 sister, brother, your mother-in-law, your yeah, mother, right. yeah. um, and all the way down to your friends and then all the way down to total strangers who see you at the store and are going to criticize you for this choice that you've made because they know nothing about it. Yeah, they're going to wonder why your nine-year-old is not in school right now and it's 12 right. o'clock. Right. So you have to deal with the naysayers and you have to yep. be prepared for that because at some point in your homeschooling life, we have all dealt with it and you will deal with it. Yep. People not understanding what you're doing and why. So you do have to have kind of a thick skin for that. But on the positive side, I think there's so many people out there who have met homeschool kids and who have no idea because they, they didn't, they just didn't know. They, right? know. they meet a lot of homeschoolers in the wild and we can help, you know, be that change to, to change that perception in the world. So I think that's a really positive aspect of it. I think we ran through a lot of uh, great, you know, reasons to homeschool, a lot of the pros and cons around that. There's a lot of decisions that you have to make. You know, there's a million decisions. There's a podcast episode for each and every one of those, maybe two or three. Yeah, there's a um, lot. So there's a lot to be said about those concepts. And so hopefully we kind of gave you some, you know, ideas on yeah. pros and cons. And This is like if you were doing a list, yeah. you know, like what what do we see as both sides? One, one thing that I always don't like is is when, when you get kind of that used car salesman-y thing about anything in, you know, in, in anyone's life, whether it's working out or, you know, you know, flipping houses or, you know, doing your back backyard patio uh, thing. A lot of people will give you the sugar-coated version of everything. And I think that's one thing about our podcast is that we don't like to sugarcoat everything. Yeah. We, we know homeschooling is not easy. It's not the easy path. This, no. If it was easy, everyone would do it, right? Right, um, yeah. And if, if public school was the easiest, bestest route, everybody would do it, but not everyone is. Right. And and that's the key, I think, here is that we, we, we don't want you to be, you know, scared away from homeschooling it's going to have its own challenges like you like everybody knows right. um, but it also has a lot of good benefits and yeah and we don't want you to homeschool if it's not right for exactly, you yeah. if there's something we said on here that's like oh i know myself and i'm going to be an ocd overstressed person and exactly. this is going to stress me out or i need that time away from my kids that does not make you a bad mother or father if you need those few hours a day where your kids are at school for your own mental health and your own balance that, that does not make you a bad person, right? And there's all of these things when we're listing these pros and cons. Of course, we have a biased view towards homeschool because we love it and we think that it's great and we wish more families did it. Yep. But we don't want to be persuading somebody to homeschool when it's not right for them because that's the worst thing could happen because then you're going to have this terrible experience. Your kids will have a terrible experience and you're going to spend time you know, recovering from that. So that that's not the intent. We just wanted to kind of try in our biased way yeah. to give you a little bit of balance and show the sides. Exactly. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, kind of the final thoughts, you know, as we, as we end the episode, you know, looking past the, you know, the reasons why you're interested in homeschooling and really connect to, you know, the idea of homeschooling at the core. Why are you doing this? Right. Look past the surface stuff, right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're thinking, oh, you know, my kid just, they, they just don't like school. So I, I mean, maybe we'll do this. Well, what's the core reason why they don't like school? Is yeah. it because it's too difficult for them? And maybe that's something you can address in a different way. Is it because they're advanced? Maybe they need to be in a gifted program. Is it because they've been bullied and maybe you need to make a class change? Yeah. And maybe all of those things mean that homeschooling is actually the better option, but mm -hmm. really get down to the core of what's driving this decision and and really think about this because this is a life shift mm -hmm. it's not a small thing to do um as i'm sure if you're contemplating this you're taking that that gravity into account but really just try to connect with the core kind of what we would do in engineering we would call this a root cause yeah, the root analysis, cause analysis yeah. right and then we're going to come up with our root cause corrective action <laughs> so is, yep yeah. is your corrective action that you're going to go into homeschool or you're going to make some change in the schooling maybe it's your kid really thrives at school they like the rigor they like the structured environment it's all great but they're in a bad rut with um with a bullying problem or something and maybe you just want to switch schools maybe you just want to put them in a private school or a different neighborhood public school mm -hmm. and give them a fresh start and maybe that's all they need right like try to really get to the root cause and what the right answer is because you know just just flipping over and going oh they don't like school we're going to homeschool um you know it's a big decision it's a really well, big decision. And to piggyback on that, it's homeschooling is not a fix-all for everything. Like where where you may be solving certain problems, like the bullying problem, mm -hmm. or 
you know, the lack of advanced placement, you know, problem, if you have that issue, or maybe there's a, a learning disability or whatever that might be, you know, you may solve those problems with homeschooling, but you may open up other problems with homeschooling. You never know. Right. Right. You know, the social issue may become a, a, a really big problem for you. Um, motivation may become a problem. Right. Uh, what you, you don't think that you're not going to run into your, you know, different problems when you solve the, the big problems. But if your big problems are, you know, really big, like bullying or you're just not happy with the school system. Right. There's no public school option around you. Homeschooling has to be the solution. Your kid needs a custom education they because custom they're like our kid and they're a couple levels ahead in math and maybe yeah. a little bit behind in reading or whatever. It's like, you know, you may need to do something custom. This is yep. the only good solution for you. But it's right. It, it is not going to fix everything. It's almost like moving or something. Yeah. You know, it yeah. it doesn't fix everything. It, it can fix some things yeah. um, and it can be the right decision for your family, but it, it doesn't, it's not like an instant cure-all. Yeah, I think I think what you're thinking about is like, is it, is it on net a better thing for your family? Absolutely. And that's really what you want to consider is that there's going to be downsides to everything. Um, but are you moving forward? Are you getting better? Is it a better situation for you? And just, you know, piggybacking on that again is, you know, these things don't change overnight, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're dealing with kind of social emotional issues, um, um, issues of bullying that, you know, that could stick with a child for a while. Um, yeah. Catching up on, you know, being behind in math for a year. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's and all the feelings that go with that. And all the feelings and emotions and, and issues and anxieties and self-confidence problems that, that come along with that, especially if you're pulling a student out that's been in public school or, or in private school or whatever it might be for you know six or seven years you have to come out of that and say well i i may need even need to de-school a little bit and just spend a little bit of downtime and, and relaxing and, and building up our confidence mm -hmm. in our education if you're you know just starting with your kindergartner or first grader that's a little bit easier of, of a haul right. um, but when you're when you're pulling kids out of schools and you're coming into homeschooling um there, there are some consequences there that you need to make sure and understand that, you know, your fixes and the changes are not going to happen overnight. Right. That de-schooling period where you're, you're relaxing, you're kind of taking that formal learning away for a little bit. That's a really crucial time. And you need to plan on that. If yeah. this is what you're going to do and you're going to pull your kid from school, you need to be prepared mm -hmm. for that, you know, one to three months of de-schooling time. Th I think we're going to go ahead and do an episode on de-schooling. Yeah, it's a topic we've talked about in the past and we've had um, some of the parents who who we have interviewed on the homeschooling journeys have mentioned de-schooling as mm -hmm. well. And I think that's something we're going to talk about here in the summer. I think we're going to put an episode together about that. Right. Um, yeah, especially, lead, topic. especially leading into this, this coming school year, I think it would be an important topic to cover. So, you know, if you are interested, you know, we've, we've said that this isn't for everyone, but if, if this rings true for you and you think, yep, on net, this is going to be better for us. Take some time over the summer or over mm -hmm. holiday, you know, depending on when you're listening to this podcast and, you know, dabble a little bit. Just yeah. find something that your children are interested in. Grab mm -hmm. some books from the library. It's do great, some fun activities. Great, it's a great start. time for experiment. We've brought this yeah. up before that the summer, summer is, good time. is a great time for experimentation, whether you are homeschooling or you're still in the public school, you know, tr using the summer as a way to um, shop ideas especially if you're a homeschooler and you're a seasoned homeschooler, but you want to change it up a little bit, tweak it, try something new. The summers are great for that because mm -hmm. there's really it's no like free time. It's yeah. It's, you're in like bonus time and you can fail. It's, it's a, it's a safe place to fail. You're almost kind of in a sandbox and you're mm -hmm. testing something in a sandbox and using a software development, you know, kind of uh, analogy there. You're doing something in a sandbox and if it works great, we'll take it out of the sandbox and put it on the main code. But if it's not, then fine, we'll just delete it and we'll, We'll move forward. Summers are great for that. So if you're a regular, you know, public school parent and you're thinking about homeschooling, great. Spend the next few weeks. Try to make some choices and some, some, you know, decisions on what you might want to try, and then try it for a month or two and see what happens. See if your kid responds to it. See if, see if you enjoy the the experience of homeschooling. I think that's like a, a great way to mm -hmm. to test this homeschooling out without any consequences or fear or failure a lot of those cons that we talked about earlier mm -hmm. there's really low risk if you do try to use like a summer or as you said a holiday to try to test something that's you know right new. and you don't have to buy a curriculum just you know 
Find oh. out something they want to learn. Grab some books from the library. Look up a few activities online. Get a workbook or two. Yeah. You know, get, get a documentary. Put you together know. some structured uh, little lesson plan and try something for three I or mean, four you weeks. don't even have to structure it, honestly. Yeah. Just, you know, get some things that they're interested in learning and start enjoying the process of teaching them. And, and see how they respond to it. And right. That's, I think the key is... Yeah. Really, really observe. Use that time to observe your child as you're you're testing out this new experience. Right. See if it's right. So the very last thing that we just want to remind everybody about is, you know, when people are, are like, I really want to homeschool, but, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm making this life decision. Remember... The public school is always there. Yeah. <laughs> it will always be there. Your tax dollars mean that it's always there for you. Uh, so you can always go. This isn't doesn't have to be a lifelong decision. Yeah, just because you pull them out for fourth grade doesn't mean they're not going to let you come back for fifth grade. Right. <laughs> now, there could always be some reintegration challenges. And we have talked with families that had a few challenges with maybe needing to get a placement test stuff. Or, and we've had, we've had you know, families... Things, but- and we've also talked to families that were blended, where they had some of their students going to public school mm-hmm. and some are homeschooled. Right. And, and that's we've talked all, to a lot of families that way, actually. And that's also a, po- a path for you as well. Like it, maybe it totally your, your two children are fine in the public school, but it's your younger kid that doesn't like it. And maybe you homeschool that kid. Right. And, you know, there may be, of course, right, some some integration, little integration challenges, but it's effectively like almost as if you moved states. I moved states multiple times in my childhood and had to go to a new school. And every time it was kind of like, okay, you enroll them in school and we, where are you at? We figure it out. And then you go and, you know, I adapted fine. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of kids do. So if you if you decide to homeschool for a semester and it's just not right for you, then take them back to public school. Like, that's totally cool. It will be there for you. You don't have to look at this decision as the end, be all and end all of your whole life. Like I'm going to go this way and then I have to stay this path. I can't make a change. You know, there's a lot of homeschool families. They homeschool for elementary and then they send their kids to junior high and high school. Yeah, we were talking to... This is totally normal yeah, too. Yeah, we were talking to some parents about that where they're like, yeah, my, my plan is uh, K through not, uh, K through eight. And then, right. you know, they take care of high school. Yeah. I mean, it, it can be whatever you want. It can also be, yeah, I'm going to send them to school until eighth grade and then I'm going to do high school online, you know, when it's a more stressful time and I'm going to take them home. I mean, you make it whatever it needs to be for you, but just know that the school is always there. And conversely, homeschooling is always there. Yes. So if you think, you know, I'm just not sure about the school district, but they do have some friends and you can always say, let's start the next new year and see how it goes. And then I'll see you back here in October when I hear all of the Facebook posts yeah. in October about how they're like, I think I'm going to pull my kid because the school year's just, we tried and it's not going well. So, you know, they're, they're both always there. They're both always an available option. And just because you close the door on one of them for a time doesn't mean that you can't open it right back up. So, you know, we hope that this helped you. Um, if you're trying to make this decision and you're you're trying to decide what's right for your family, um, that we give you some food for thought and things to think about. And good luck with your decisions. And you know, reach out to us if you're struggling with a decision. Reach out to the members on our Facebook group. We have over a thousand members, y'all, on the Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, there's, join us. There's people there to help. There's tons of people. They are the friendliest group of people. They I are. love the people on our Facebook group. So if you're struggling and you've got like a specific thing, like you have a specific learning challenge with a student or something, or you want to know if another family's gone down whatever path or had the same struggle as you, post something in the group and you'll have a lot of friendly people that will be there to help you out. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!